Blog Talk Radio. This show is brought to you by CoventryCreations.com. And welcome to Keep It Magic. Of course, Keep It Magic is a live radio call-in show where we have all of the answers to all of your magical little questions that you may have, whether it be about love, romance, money, you name it, we can brew up a little spell for you. Um, If you want to talk to Jackie, Lorian, or I, you can pick up the phone and give us a call at 760-539-3235. 
Again, that's 760-539-3235. Of course, this show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. Um, our guest today, of course, will be um, Lorian Carrillo from Sacred Myth. Check out Lorian's site at www.sacredmyths.com. That's www.sacredmyths.com. Uh, to reach Jackie off the air, of course, you can find her at coventrycreations.com. To reach me off the air, you can go to psychicfriendsnow.com. And our show website, of course, is keepitmagic.com. Um, by the way, you can also follow us on Twitter at at Keep it magic. Uh, Jackie, what's up? There's a lot of dot coms. Yeah, a lot of dot coms. This dot com, that dot com, that dot com. That was cracking me up. I know. We're, well, you know what? We're an internet radio show. What am I thinking? And saying it without taking a breath is even wonderful. <laughs> wow, you have been practicing um, on your um, diaphragm muscles there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one muscle that is working. <laughs> so I, it's been it's been interesting. It's been interesting. I've been watching the effects of the eclipse, and I've been watching. Um, um, I, I'm, it's interesting how this is bringing out. Um, you know, we talked. You talked about some disruption and stuff like in the West Coast, but I'm watching it, this bring up disruption in people's minds and in their lives. I mean, it, combined with the Mercury retrograde thing, but but people saying, "Wow, I'm I'm finally paying attention to this thing." Right here, and and I'm I'm going to upset the apple cart because I'm not interested. Yeah. So, um, so what? Uh, no, we have been uh, charting some of this stuff. Yeah. And of course, I don't have my list in front of me, but <laughs> you have your list in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what we do know in regards to the actual, of course, there's going to be two different things that happen with any eclipse. You're going to have the um, physical manifestation, which usually occurs in some form of an event, okay? And then there's the collective psychological manifestation, which is going to occur um, in our lives and in our minds. And there are issues, of course, that are going to, to percolate um, through the collective consciousness. Um, of course, the physical events, um, and I think I need to go back a little. You know, b- before Jackie and I did our last show, I was on the phone with her, and I said, Jackie, I don't want to be an alarmist. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know, but I'm a little bit concerned and a little bit worried about this eclipse, especially for the West Coast. And, you know, I threw some astral babble at her, and, of course, she's, she's just, you know, going, okay, what did that mean in English? But, um of course, there was an earthquake in Mexico City on Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, yesterday, um, which I felt that the two areas that would most likely spawn would be possibly some form of a natural disaster. Um, and I felt as though that the situation in regards to the Occupy Wall Street uh, uh, protests would intensify in some way. And what they did yesterday was a little bit of civil disobedience in regards to shutting off three ports in three major cities. Um, so, and we're, we're not talking about, you know, um, uh, the raft, you know, at um, Kokomo Beach. We're talking about San Francisco, Seattle. Right. <laughs> you, you know, we're not talking little tiny things. Um, so this is, a, this is quite a big deal. It disrupted um, major commerce. Yes, this disrupted major commerce in regards to the situation. And I, you know, basically, even though that 
we are disrupting this particular commerce and things of that nature. The roots of it have nothing to do necessarily with the commerce. The, the, the roots of it, because of the fact that it was a Gemini eclipse, okay, um, uh, and, and a Sagittarius. You know, we've had a Gemini and a Sagittarius eclipse in the last 30 days. Um, it has to do with what it is that we think and what it is that we um, believe. And basically what you're seeing, I think, is a lot of people starting to really look at, in many ways, what it is that they truly believe in, what it is that they um, uh, uh, that they think that they know about circumstances. Um, I've also noticed people getting very, very edgy about their opinions um, on social networks and uh, things of that nature. And, and this kind of, and you get a little bit of this during a Mercury retrograde anyways, but this kind Kind of, oh my God, I know everything type of attitude. Well, I know everything, and I don't think I know everything. Um, <laughs> um, there's, there's, it's, there's been a lot of opinionated um, social um, social awareness, more more so now, and it's also the season too, but um, than I've seen in a long time. And um, I'm, you know, you take the big picture look in astrology, okay. and then um, it's of course always educating me, and I. I watch um, trends of people's behavior because uh, I talk to we both talk to thousands of people every week and and so as I'm watching different people um, say different things to me or post online or I shouldn't say thousands more like hundreds of people every week um, we uh-huh. I, I'm just noticing there's a couple of threads and and it's been a pretty light season for me um, uh, for business wise uh-huh. um, which. I know things are shifting, and so I'm just kind of writing it out. It's like, okay, what's what's shifting? What's happening? I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm on the tip of my um, surfboard. Which way is the wave going to go? And um, since the eclipse, we have had an upsurge in orders. It's like people are waking up going, I don't have any product, and Christmas is around the corner. Uh-huh. But I'm watching that across the board with everybody I know more than I have in the past. Like, um you know, the standard Christmas lights are up, and these are the people who plan for it all year round. But, but even uh, family members going, oh yeah, that's it's December, isn't it? Yeah, you'll see even you'll see even more of it, Jackie, because Mercury rules commerce, and Mercury goes direct tonight. True. Um, so you will see probably Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week. Probably you know Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, probably some of your best sales day. Um, I know you're listening, Lori, and so, you know, <laughs> take note. <laughs> We're bringing you on in a second. But uh, but I, uh, but I, basically you're going to see a surge in regards to um, sales at that point. And I think that you're right. I think that the eclipse, you know, because it's in Gemini, which also has a little bit to do with, with commerce, um, because the, um, you know, Mercury rules Gemini. Uh, so you're going to see all of this, uh, you know, people getting in this last-minute rush and all this other stuff. The one interesting factoid that I found the most interesting of all, Jackie, is this, though. Last, between um, Thanksgiving last year mm-hmm. and the two weeks before Christmas, they estimated that the average individual was spending, I think it was 404 minutes um, a week on Facebook. I would absolutely believe that. It is now reduced to 282. I would believe that too. So there's something also I think that's beginning to occur in regards to 
Um, either people are getting burned out on social media or people just, you know, don't have the time for social media anymore. But there is that social media has to do a lot with Gemini also because it's talking, it's conversing, it's exchanging of information, all of which are Gemini ideals. Um, but I'm, have you seen the switch, though? It's less, I mean, for a long time we complained about, I really don't care that you just let your cat out. You know, yeah. I really don't care that you went to the grocery store. All right, um, or that kind of thing, and people were just were just um, dribbling and drabbling on about anything. But now in social media, and maybe it's just my people that I have that I pay attention to, and I friend and I put in in my newsfeed. But there's so much um, social cause that's uh-huh. being that's 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 really viral. Yeah, I'll see I'll see five of my friends having reposted the same news story. Uh huh. And um, and so it's like, and, and these are people that I almost like they came on just to do that and then to go away. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, I'm on Facebook a lot because I'm doing stuff with several several businesses and several different things. So, and then I'm a little bit of a junkie, just a little bit though. Um, I find that I will just click it off eventually throughout the day. <laughs> like X that, I'm that giving Jackie the book 15 minutes of social media a day. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so there's there's some things that social, not social media, but social causes that have caught my eye of late, and I find it very fascinating that they are about your responsibility okay. to being your responsibility in being a decent person. Yeah. And I think that a lot of that has to do with the Sagittarius, you know, the sun is in Sag. Yes. Um, at the moment, which, you know, is the sign of miracles. And I think that people at this time of the year, which we will discuss probably more when we get into Yule, um, our discussion about Yule as to why um, this type of the, the time of the year people go into this, oh, you know what, last month I was, you know, when the sun was in Scorpio, I, I was kind of a little bit of a, you know, penis. Um, but, you know, now that the sun is in Sagittarius, good cheered will towards men. And then, of course, Capricorn comes. So not only will we be a penis, but we'll be a grumpy penis. <laughs> oh, I thought that's just because the bill came. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Welcome to the bill. Uh, <laughs> but it, it'll definitely be um, pretty interesting. Uh, let's. We're going to start off. I think that uh, by talking about um, bullying, um, online and offline bullying. Let's bring Lorian on here. Um, of course, uh, Lorian is the. Um, uh, the, the she had um, queen witch of uh, her own school. I think she's called the high priestess. Actually, I belong to the school, and I don't even know what her title is. That's really bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing. Sorry. <laughs> private conversation as to why, you know, <laughs> you know what's been going on with uh, some of my family members. So, so she's aware. So the, uh, um, But, you know, of course you can reach Lorian by going to www.sacredmyths.com. And, of course, Lorian, as always, welcome to the show. Why, thank you, my dear. How are you? Wonderful. Oh, it's always Good. a Did great you... time when you're on the show. Oh, well, thank you. I sent uh, you some uh, special little paper gifts in your order. Storm, did you get them? Yes, I love them, and I love all of those soaps, too, especially the one oh, that the bubble soap. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that yummy? I loved it. Honey soap. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good, good, good. 
see, look, he, so, the, um, he Storm's already shopping. He's already fulfilling all of his uh, sacred mist needs here. I love it. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sent him some of the spell paper to try. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's, that stuff is amazing. Awesome I love stuff. it. I love it. It's really, it's great, 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 great. And, and it's um, it's it's so cathartic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and so great. explain what we're talking about real, real, really quick here, Lorian. Oh, it's um, it's our sparkling spell paper, and um, it's uh, basically it's a handmade paper that we infuse with um, oils and a special brew and concoction that will make it uh, sparkle and sizzle and, um, you know, neat little display when you light it. So what we do with them is um, we write a blessing or a, any kind of spell or anything like that, something you want to get rid of, something you want to call in, um, anything really. You can write that on the piece of paper. You can fold it up. You can light it as is, and you go ahead and you put it into a heat. You can you light it, you throw it into your cauldron or any other heat-safe receptacle, uh-huh. and watch it go and release all of that into the universe, all of your intent. So it's really, really cool stuff, very unique. Um, I think we're the only people that do it, and um, so you can get it at sacredness.com. It smells good. You know, opening the box um, from you, Maureen, of course, I had a box full of soap. Uh, it's like opening a box from Jackie, <laughs> and I just like opened it up. I was like, oh, good God, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so Jackie, I know, there was I get... thin, mixing with sandalwood, mixing with bumblebee. Sandalwood, oh, it's sandalwood honey. It's like a sandalwood honey vanilla. Yeah. But that, that was decadent. Oh, it was gorgeous. Jackie's scribbling. Mm. You hear her, she's scribbling. Can you hear her? She's like, mm. and spend for next I might need some of that. But, yeah. you know, we know really we know sandalwood is Storm's absolute favorite in the universe. So, I love sandalwood. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's not an easy fragrance to work with. So when you get it right, it's, oh, is it right? When you don't get it right, it's like, meh, it's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I love. I mean, when you work with it, you've got it right, and I know exactly what you're talking about, Storm, with Jackie's boxes. Now, I am blessed with getting gigantic, huge Jackie boxes. So when Jackie boxes come in, we all know because it. When UPS comes through and they traipse through the store all the way into the back, where we do our receiving. Mm-hmm. The whole store gets a big old. It's like you just sprayed <laughs> air freshener, and it's like right through, and <laughs> you don't even need to open the box. It's all so good. Right, that's hilarious. I, I get pretty it. big boxes from Jackie, though. Well, okay, <laughs> well, all right. You may have me beat. I don't know. No, I, I, I don't get your size by any means. But <laughs> <laughs> we we get we get um, compliments on the books uh, that we send out. The Patty's books or my books that we send out. People they go, this book smells amazing. <laughs> Did mm-hmm. you need to have it smell like that? Mm, kind of. Yeah, it's paper and it's, it's infused with our scent. It's it's a really novel yeah, concept. We take our yeah, paper. That is, that is, <laughs> Jackie, you should just start telling them the, the the books are infused with my inner essence. <laughs> <laughs> this is how awesome I am. <laughs> yeah, my smell is awesome. <laughs> oh man, we have we have entirely too much fun, and hopefully everyone knows what the hell we're talking about. But that just means you have to order something from Sacred Mess, or order something from Coventry, order Coventry products from Sacred Mess, and you will smell this good too. Was that confusing enough? It's all about the nose. No, it was great. I loved it. 
So, Lorian, I, I wanted to talk about um, bullying. This is my idea to talk about this um, on the show and, and to lead this into you all. And, and there, I have a reason why. Um, it's been coming up like crazy um, in my world. And you and I have talked about this in-depthly in the past, um, and, and most recently um, it's because of this video that went viral. Um, and I'm sure it went viral a long time ago before I ever saw it, about the young boy with his, um, in the YouTube video with his flashcards about being afraid afraid to go into eighth grade. Right. Um, right. And, and it broke my heart. Watching that, I was in tears, and it broke my heart because I remember maybe not feeling that intensity, but I remember just, as a kid, feeling that, so it brought it right up. I mean, I wasn't bullied like he was, but but it's all there. I mean, I think we all we all experience it on 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 a, a multitude of levels. But you and I've talked about your experiences with it, where you had to become mama bear. Oh yeah, and make major changes in your life. Absolutely, and it's interesting. I don't know if you injected the universe with some kind of bullying. Something I don't know, but I was hearing a conversation earlier today where um, um, two guys were talking about how they were reminiscing about their high school experiences and how um, they were just absolutely mean and cruel, absolutely mean and cruel to this kid that was, I think it was maybe maybe eighth grade, maybe it was, I'm not sure, but um, mm-hmm. really, really horrible that and and one of them made a comment about um i mean beating them up kind of a thing and it was a regular basis um traumatizing this kid and one of them made a comment of like yeah well you know i just did it because i wanted my friends to like me so i went and beat i i beat him up too and you know i think that bullying is um it's a it's kind of an epidemic i think it's really prevalent in schools i think it's gotten really exacerbated i don't know I don't know about any of your schools locally, but here in California, it is far more the norm than not the norm to have any school above elementary school have a on on premises all the time police officer cars right out there. It's the way it is over here too. In in ninety percent of the schools, there is a um, there. It, well, in in all the communities in my area outside of Detroit, there of course in Detroit as well, but it. There's um, um, police officers that their job is to be in the schools. Right, right. There's a so, whole and department. I, you know, yeah, I think that I think that says a lot about um, what our our children and um, you know what they're exposed to during the day. And you know, a lot of people just think that oh, you know, that's that's for gang activity or they're looking for weapons or watching for drugs. But you know, all of those things that they're watching for. If you look at the trickle down effect, it's it you've got a lot of bullying that that goes along with that. And you gotta wonder if the kids are experiencing this bullying in such an intense experience, what's that doing with as they grow up? How do they relate to one another, um, or have their self esteem altered, um, what have you. I mean, I think I don't did, did either one of you experience any kind of um uh, bullying being the subject of bullying as you were growing yeah. up. You Absolutely. You did, Jackie. Yeah, I mm-hmm. did too. How about you, Starver? Were you just too cool? No, I'm, I was far from cool. But um, <laughs> I was cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> the um, 
the uh, I, I think that there was there has always been um, uh, an element uh, of it. Uh, uh, one of the things that I notice now, and I don't know whether or not that this is because of the fact that we have 24-hour news cable channels and you know internet websites have to be updated frequently with content. But what I do notice is that it seems to be at a much more epidemic level than it was when we were in high school. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I think so, and I think I think uh, um, looking at what you were saying, Lorian, is that yeah, we were bullied as kids, and it was um, and it and it con- continues to grow. Like it gets worse and worse and worse because I don't think as adults we ever dealt with it. We yeah, have, we ever dealt with that behavior. Yeah, because yeah, I watch I watch adults. Corporate America is filled with bullies. That is the culture. The culture is bullying. Um, yeah, I, and, and, I agree. And so, I mean, you and I, all three of us are outside of the, the corporate culture, but we Woo-hoo. deal with people. Thank goodness. I know. I like my life. But we deal with clients all the time who are within it. And sometimes I get stymied, and I, I just say, I don't, know, I don't know how you can do it because, I, I, you know, that, that pushes all my buttons. But we still have to help them through it. And, um, and we get really... We get that negative strokes, that negative empowerment we still do as adults. And and this is who our kids learn from. They listen to us be proud of of some of our behavior and be proud of taking advantage of people. And and I was just sort of just talking in it. Yeah. If we treat people badly, if we are the loudest squeaky wheel and we scream and we yell and we have a fit and we get what we want, they go, Oh, Okay, positive reinforcement. Well, how about when we go out to eat? How many people do you know? I, there's people I won't go out to eat with because they're bad tippers and they, they treat the um, the service staff um, inappropriately. I, I won't go out to eat with them. I won't go out with them. I said, you are an ass and I'm not going out with you anymore. I've literally <laughs> said that to people. Um, but you watch how poorly people treat the wait staff. They just take out all their frustrations rather than dealing with it and dealing with their stress. They bottle it up and they take it out on the person at at um, you know at the Wendy's drive-through or the waitress or or let's say you're trying to solve a problem with your um, gas bill and you're freaking out and you're frustrated. Well, then when we come back with this story and we retell the story of of getting one over on the gas company. Mm-hmm. Or getting one over on this, it that's bullying. That's oh, absolutely. Part of it. And and, and the, I think our kids then take that as a tool to use in their lives. On the flip side, you look at people who are um, you, they're very polite or what have you in person, right? They'll, uh-huh. they'll, if they, if they're face to face with you, they're a completely different person. But if you have them on a, a telephone line, or even more so behind a computer screen, <laughs> what happens? I've, I mean, really, I have, I have seen the most horrible, um, abusive, brutalizing behavior, demoralizing. Um, People have been on the computer, and, and, you know, one of the things that that, um, is touted is if if you want to be on online communities and engage with people on the Internet, you have to have a thick skin. 
because mm-hmm. people are just they don't they don't know you from Adam, so they don't have any um emotional connection to you. They don't care if they hurt your feelings. There's there's a level of anonymity there. There absolutely yeah. absolutely. You are nobody. And, uh, and you know, when when we were younger and we said, Well they they would say if you're angry, just write it all out in a letter but don't mail it. Yeah. There's no there's no between time. They're just they're all writing it out on the screen and, and it's instantly mailed it's absolutely oh, yeah. instantly mailed and yep. and if this is happening on every level with with the kids with the adults with your social interactions with um your boss and, and you bully your your um coworkers i mean if this is happening everywhere I, this is why um i asked last week i said okay show me some of the answers to this this is coming up, and I said, you know, just to my universe people here, I said, show me what's what's going on. What do I need to see? And I got to tell you, it's been showing up. What what I, I need to see that this is really prevalent, and people are talking about it. But then they're starting to bring to bring some awakenings and some answers to make me say, okay, I think this is good that we're talking about this. Oh, I I think so. I mean, I think I think people don't realize what they do. I really don't. I think that we have a general culture of a me culture. So mm-hmm. it's not about you. It's about me and what you can do for me and what I can do for me. And um, so we forget that the other people are human beings and that it's really important. That I mean, it's not, it's not to say that you let somebody else walk on you and you forget about you. But it's the way that you manage situations that makes or breaks and decides whether you're bullying them or not. And that's, you know, sometimes that can be hard. You get, um, have you ever heard of the the concept that, that well, it's actually it's statistically true, that um, it, the average customer service person um, lasts two years? They, Interesting. They, 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 the average customer service person lasts two years. They can't take it after two years and they quit. Now, that's how, because they how are abused you? every day. <laughs> How how would you? I, I, yeah, they are because I've seen them. I've been one. How would you define the bullying? What, what do you define bullying as? Um, I define bullying as um, a lack of regard for another person. I think um, I would define bullying as um, instilling fear in someone or um, sadness. I mean. Sadness in a way that's like a hurtful sadness, not like, oh, you know, I just lost my marble. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, just feeling um, that you're wrecking their self-esteem. Right. That you make them feel about, you know, that that they are incapable. And I think that, um, I think it's it's the way that you, um, I think, you know, it's the way that you approach people that, defines whether you're going to bully them or you're going to get your point across and then help them to be better. I, it's, bullying is kind of a, it's hard to define because there's so many facets to it. There there are a lot of facets to it. I, I look at it as um, when you force your will upon someone else. Mm-hmm. Whether that's, that's an judgment, excellent way mm-hmm. When you aggressively, I should say aggressively force your will upon someone else, because you can you can bully with love, and that's that's one of the facets. Um, um, <laughs> peer pressure is a form of bullying, you know, when you have uh, um, 
Oh, my well, see, my mother, God love her. She's a she's a she's a crafty little bullier, that girl, who can um, say it to you in such a sweet way, and you're like, wow, you just ripped me <laughs> down. I love ya. <laughs> so but, um, you know, forcing your will onto someone. Now that's really interesting, because in the workplace, Jackie. Do you not force your will on others by basically saying, this is how I have to have it done, this is how I want it done, this is how you're going to do it? I think, but I think that's an agreement. Okay. Now, if my, um, I have an agreement with my, with my staff. Here's the job that I need to have done, and I'm going to pay you to do this job, so here are the expectations of this job. Uh-huh. Now, if I went... And I took my, um, I love the term venting my spleen. If I took my anger and and vented it on them, um, if I said, you piece of so-and-so and and you're worth nothing and blah, blah, blah. Right. um, Work harder, work harder, and I'm not going to pay you anything and and I'm going to intimidate you. Well, that's a different aspect of my will. That's me dumping my junk on you. So that's that's have, trying to have that power over you and really control and and um, so so there's 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 that. But I think sometimes we have like in a employee employer situation you have an agreement or um, even a, a a parent child you have an agreement, meaning that it's my job to teach you right from wrong. I think I would I, I would add into that that uh, it would be forcing your will upon somebody in which. The recipient stays in a hyper state of anxiety. Yes, I like that. I like that addition. You know, in which in which the person that is receiving it, um, for whatever reasons, is uh, you know constantly on edge, constantly anxious, trepidatious, worrying about what's going to happen next. All of this particular stuff. That's when I think that it has entered into bullying. Okay. And. And then I want to I want to flip that uh, one one more time around one more mm-hmm. time, and then we should actually we should probably go to break. Yeah. And then we'll flip it around. Okay. Uh, pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is seven six zero five three nine three two three five. Again, that's seven six zero five three nine three two three five. To reach Laurie and off the air, of course, go to sacredmiss.com. We'll be back in a flash. Don't touch that dial. <laughs>
Yes, Meaning absolutely. Meaning you, you take it into the classroom. You take it into the office. You That's yell right. really loud, stop bullying me. Um, and, 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 you know, if you see a teacher walking down the hall, you yell for them. Or yes. Because there's there's a with our kids there's there there's a it frustrates me because there's a, a um, catch twenty two that they're in because they're taught not to be a tattletale. But then oh, I don't teach my kids that. Kids. I don't teach my kids that. I always told them don't try don't <laughs> especially because I've got three. So you know you've always got the kids that like you know they try and handle it themselves and you've got one that's ending up crying and the other one's going mm-hmm. but she did it first. Right. So I would teach my kids, well, you know, if you had come to me and had me handle this, then they would have had the problem and we would have dealt with them on the issue. But now because you've taken it into your own hands and created a bigger problem, now you have the problem. Right. So, <laughs> so I actually encourage my kids to really be very forthcoming when there is a problem. I remember um, talking to um, my child's teacher and her, and her eyes getting really big when I said, yeah, but if you tell them to handle it between themselves but they don't have the tools in doing it, what's going to happen? Right. It's going to be Lord of the Flies, okay? Yeah. So so how about if instead of saying don't be a tattletale, you say, you know, this is a great conversation for us to have and we're going to have it later right now, you need to do this, and right. then go back to it. And But, you know, I, I do think – the bullying situation starts at home uh-huh. because when, and I do think all kids will try it on for a minute. I watch all kids, like, try on being mean, and I watch yes. them cringe. Most of them don't like being mean. And and the, and I don't, I really I haven't really seen any kid that really enjoys being mean because they're in such a bad space, it's kind of a release. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. like they've got all this pent up energy, and so it's 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 that release of energy. And and um, I my daughter was a bully one time, one time in school. I think it was third grade, and and she lost everything in her room. <laughs> it got stripped down to you have your bag, <laughs> your clothes, your sheets, your comforter, and the curtains on the window, and that was it. And there it was gone. Because you don't, you know, it was it was a lesson of, um, wow, you know, you have to be respectful, you know, the whole respect and, and everything. Right, right. So, um, but I, I do think, but I, so, so whether they're bullied at home or they watch you bully other people. Because right. your, the way your kids are behaving is an imitation. They're going to imitate what you're doing first. And, boy, I don't like hearing my words come out of my t- daughter's mouth. <laughs> well, that you know, oftentimes you see bullies, um, and and if you look at their home environment, there's something going on there. You know, um, it doesn't necessarily mean maybe maybe there's a divorce happening, and they're feeling out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, something's going on to inspire them to feel out of control, so they need to take control. And if they're feeling that they can control somebody who seems less, you know, strong little weaker than they are, um, that's a great time. The other thing is if they are insecure themselves and they get in with what they perceive at that time to be the cool crowd, um, a more powerful crowd, as, you know, I started the story with, they they may get sucked into doing some bullying that they normally wouldn't have done 
if mm-hmm. it wasn't so important for them to fit in. It, it trickles down in so many ways. It yeah. trickles down in so many ways, and, and I wish there was more um, education on this because these are life skills, and, and I think that we're missing the boat in, and as we go. Now I'm, like, tipping into educational system. I think we're missing the boat on not having um, classes on how to deal with life, how to deal with stress. Oh, honey, I'm I'm there with you. I am so there with you. I mean, beyond just the social skills and how to how to deal with life, you're talking about, you know, I frankly, I think the worst thing we could have done for our kids in society as a whole is to get rid of the home economics. Show me a kid right. that knows how to balance their checkbook. Oh, yeah. Show me a yeah. kid that knows how to do unit prices and figure out the best deal at the grocery store. But the thing here is, is that didn't we have to take classes like that in high school? Wasn't <laughs> like a, we had like a prerequisite, which they don't have that anymore. They they do. They call it they call it health class now, but the health class focuses more on it fo- focuses a lot on nutrition, but it focuses focuses so much on sexual health and right. that and abstinence. Right. And isn't that class usually taught by the PE teacher that can't run anymore? <laughs> Actually, I think I'm mine starting, was I'm by starting some to get the visual here. My daughter, they would, um, my daughter did a giant report on on opium, and we're um, we bought poppy seed muffins, and she gave them to everybody in the class, and said, "Now you'll fail a drug test." So, and then you call the Yeah. So, so I'm I'm looking at this going. Okay, this is cool that they're they're um, learning about this, but what is this worthy of this much time? And I and and so, how about the reason why people do drugs? How about the coping mechanisms in here? Because this is bullying is I don't know how to deal with my own emotions. That's right. I don't know how to deal with with what's going on. Because when you can, and, and I do think bullying um, can go into um, gossip. I think gossip is a form of bullying, absolutely. Um, and and tearing somebody down. When you tear somebody down, if I want to dish on Lorian and I call Storm about it, it kind of feels good because right now I feel better than Lorian. Right. I have. I um, I feel better than she is as a human being. And and it's a rush. And um, and so that to me that's a form of of bullying as well. And you know what? I don't like it when I do it. And I do it. And I not all the time, but I will go. Did you know? And I went. You know what? Hang on a minute. This is not worthy of me. Right. I'm a I'm a much better human being than this. And um, um, actually, one well, of the I think there's a difference talk- between gossiping but- and commiseration or getting support by sharing something. It's just the way you come about it. What do you think, Lorian, um, about when you're using some form of a, of, of a gossip to um, either influence uh, or coerce somebody else's mind against something? Oh, I think that's done a lot. Um, Is that a form um, of bullying, do you think? Absolutely. It's it's okay. it's actually a very manipulative form of bullying. So it's, all, it's almost sociopathic, actually. Um, it, it's extremely manipulative. 
and and so you know you're using your impact as a person in whatever the person that you're talking to feels about you and you can impact somebody else's thoughts about another person and then somehow not only have you created a scenario where two people are feeling negatively about this person but you have also um kind of you've manipulated this other person and now they're supporting your feelings so you're feeling mm-hmm. even more right than you were in the first place it's a really so, it's go ahead finish that thought no i'm i'm good uh, so, so basically have you have either of you seen circumstances in which quote unquote the supposed victim is actually the bully Oh yes, I I see where you're going with this, and yes, I was I was actually 100% involved in that situation with someone who I had I was very close with for many years. We were best buddies, and I was mad, and she was mad, and we totally did it to each other. We were telling on each other. I I joke about this, so well, I'm just going to tell on them. But we were telling on each other to a lot of different people. And it was maybe just one or two, but it was uh, it was firing us up, and we were getting more and more indignant against each other. Um, uh-huh. Now there's a huge lesson in that, and I lost a friend over that forever. Um, and uh, I've talked about this the story a couple of times, and it it is absolutely what I did in that instance, and it's absolutely what she did in that instance. We um, we found more and more ways to justify our behavior. Because don't you know she did this and she did that and she did this and she did that to me? And we have absolutely all done it. I watch it all the time. Because we decide we're going to be the victim in this, but we've taken the, we've almost taken the power of being a victim and just turned it into a whip back in the world. Mm-hmm. So. And I think one of the difficult things is, and, you know, I'm uh, – uh, I know that I have gone through this, and I'm sure that both of you have gone through this as well, because, you know, of course we're human beings. But, uh, uh, you know, when you're going through a particular circumstance or you're doing something and, and you start to feel that your behavior, you're not liking your behavior in the situation. You say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not my thing. I don't feel comfortable with this. And then you back away from it. And then basically, you know, then, you know, that other system starts to feel negative upon you and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when, you know, in, in sacredness, you know, going back to that online bullying, because uh-huh. it's, it's out there and it is pretty prevalent in um, online communities. Um, you can say anything. You can do anything. You can say horrible things about people on the Internet and um, – they can be true. They can be not true. There can be a grain of truth. It's just one-sided. It can destroy or uplift. It's really actually um, worse kind of bullying than being in person in many ways because it's okay. permanent and it's visible to everybody. Right. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's horrible. But one of the things in my community, because I feel so strong about bullying, it's probably why Jackie wanted to talk about it while, you know, with me here, in sacred mist, that's absolutely 100% not okay in my communities, and it's been like that since day one. Um, everybody is treated with the utmost respect. Discussions can be had. Differing opinions can be had, but it's all done with respect. 
um, everybody has the right to their opinion. We can all learn from each other's um, thoughts on a subject. Nobody has to feel um, put down or otherwise shamed. And I think that, um, I mean, one of the things that we tout is that you can spread your spiritual wings and soar. And I think the only way that you can feel comfortable to open those wings rather than feel so closed and protected is if you know you're in an environment that's open and welcoming and you're not Mm going to be afraid of being approached by this person that just, bam, slams you. And that's just, it's really an epidemic online. You know, they even have, if I remember correctly, they had some kind of, you could probably look it up. There's actually these things called um, cyberbullying websites where you can Cyber actually wire. hire. Yeah. What's yeah. that? Yeah, you can hire attorneys to go after people that do this. But then you've got this like wiggle room where it's freedom of speech. But it's it's one of the things that I told Jackie that I found the most interesting uh, about your school is the fact that you have an absolutely no tolerance policy um, yeah. towards anything that would even closely resemble bullying. I, I love and that's actually one of the reasons why I said, well, Lori and I have had some great conversations about this, and I wanted to get your take on this. And one of the things I didn't, I, I, I want to take this into a positive place. Mm-hmm. I want to take this with, with all of our listeners. I want you to take this to a positive place, and I want you to call your own bullying out because we all do it. And and I, I was checking myself when I was frustrated with um, somebody on the other end of the phone. And and I found myself um, pushing somebody out and, and pushing out to somebody in a bullying manner. And, and I stopped myself and I said, this is not who I want to be. And I'm going to assume that everybody who's listening, this is not who they want to be either. And and the reason why I wanted to bring this in with the, with talking about Yule, and I, and I want to get to that because this is, Yule is very important as, as a celebration. It's, it's it. This time of year is it for so many people. Is because it's this time of year. This is when we all walk around in the Sagittarian land that the storm talks about, but with this energy of miracles, with this energy of I'm going to create a miracle in my life and somebody else's life. I'm going to experience the joy of people because everybody's so happy this time of year. And and what I'd love to, to see, you know, even if 25% of the people who listen to us take this to the, to that level of, what can you do in your life to treat the people around you with more respect? What can you do to to make amends to people that that you have vented your spleen on, which that you have um, um, treated unfairly or unjustly, or or just taken out your frustrations on? And it it doesn't have to be big. Sometimes it's just saying, "Wow, I I recognize it," and um and make that part of your holiday celebration. So that's just kind of what I wanted to throw out there to, to all the listeners. Oh, I love that. And that mm-hmm. Doing that, I think, teaches us a lot about ourselves, too, because we have to find that within ourselves, and that takes a lot of um, humility. I think doing that would get you closer to your higher source, to your divinity, to your God, than anything else that you could do this season, more than any mass Absolutely. you could go to, more than any altar you could build. I think that yeah, would I take you agree. to a higher place. So what I want to do is I want to talk about Yule. So I thought right. let's break a little, 
Let's break a little bit early, and then let's spend, spend this next half hour talking about Yule and all the great things that Sacred Mist has to help you with your Yule celebration. Sounds Sound good? good? Mr. Sounds Storm, awesome. you ready for me? Yes, I am. Yay. <laughs> um, the number is 760-539-3235. That's 760-539-3235. Visit Lorian at sacredmist.com. We'll be back in a flash. I don't want a lot for Christmas There is just one thing I need I don't care about the present Underneath the Christmas tree I just want you for my own More than you could ever know Make my wish Oh 
welcome back to Keep It Magic. The telephone number is 760-539-3235, and we are here making a list. We're checking it twice. We're going to, of course, find out who's been naughty or nice, so pick up the phone and give us a call. I have to reach Lorian off of the air. Of course, go to www.sacredmyths.com. Again, that's www.sacredmyths.com. And, of course, um, make sure that you check out CoventryCreations.com, our sponsor, as well. So, Jackie, I want to know what about all the, about all this old stuff. Well, let's leave it to the expert. <laughs> Lorian, you want to run down the Yule stuff for us? Why, sure. Let's see. Well, where do you want to start? I can start at the beginning. Well, one of the things I love about Yule is that <laughs> it's the pagan version of Christmas, and it's all, it, it Christmas is. borrows so much of of its greenery and its celebration from the Yule tradition, from that Eastern, excuse me, Western European tradition. Absolutely. And there's a lot of great um, traditions with that that we've borrowed. Um, um, the history is basically um, you've got you've got this this uh, there's a, the oak king and the holly king, and in the the concept is that um, once at midsummer, which is around June 21st, again this is you know our hemisphere, not necessarily the the southern hemisphere, and then um, again on winter solstice, the spirits of the holly king and the oak king. Um, which the Oak King is the Lord of the waxing half of the year, and he um, he's kind of he's kind of he governs the Earth from December to June, whereas the Holly King is the Lord of the waning half of the year, and he kind of um, watches over the Earth from June to December. So they have this battle um, that occurs on Winter Solstice, where the Oak King kills the Holly King at Yule and takes his place, um, and the Oak King reigns over the Earth until Litha, which is midsummer, when they'll battle again. And then the Holly King wins in June and reigns until Yule. So that's you know, that's their the lore and the battle. Um the Holly King, which is interesting, is what we all know present day as Santa Claus. Um he wears red and he has holly and leaves and berries in his hat. He drives drives a team of eight deer, um, um primarily because deer was sacred to the Celtic gods. Um, the number eight represents the eight spots of the solar calendar. So you've got a lot of that tie-in. Um, many of us might recognize the Oak King as our modern-day little baby New Year. Um, he's a new, fresh little child god, and he kind of um, kind of pulls on Mother Nature's little um, apron strings um, to awaken and bring herself back and renew herself and he brings the warm rays of the sun back to us. So that gives you a little Isn't little it amazing now. how it's just right there? Why can't it be warm queen? Um, I know, right? Sorry. You have one. That's in Narnia. <laughs> I thought it was RuPaul's drag show actually, but <laughs> <laughs> So this is, <laughs> and you know what? And RuPaul would look amazing as a Christmas tree. What? He's as tall as one. So right. this this whole winter solstice thing is goes way beyond Yule, though. You, we talk about Yule, and that's that's the Western European celebration of it. That's that the Wiccan Celtic thing. 
Um, but winter solstice is celebrated all over the world, and it's the right. it's the bringing back the dying light. It's That's the right. darkest night it of the year. It usually happens um, December twentieth to de- December twenty third. Kind of depends on where it falls, um, and it's known as winter solstice for us in the northern hemisphere. Um, and at this time of the year in the southern hemisphere, and you're you're thinking Australia and things like that, they're actually um, celebrating summer solstice. Right. My niece down in Brazil is about is, is in the middle of her summer. <laughs> That's right. They're, they're having their big summer solstice coming up. So yeah. That's right. Yep. So yeah, it's um it's when the dark half of the year right now is when the dark half of the year is kind of exactly what you said. It's it's relinquishing itself back to the light half. And a lot of people go, What? It's freezing, the snow's just starting to fall. It's, are you kidding? It's like but no, it's it, you know if you look at really where we're at in the sun, um, you know we, we're we're going to be inching towards after this the 21st through the 23rd, depending. I'm not sure exactly which day, but um, we're going to be inching back towards the light. So it kind of marks that moment. So the Yule log um, oh. and and the bonfires and stuff for winter solstice is to bring that. Um, is that old pagan belief of bringing that, uh, doing everything you can to bring the the sun back? Um, and it's there's, also, go ahead. No, no. Oh, there's just some interesting lore about the Yule log. You go ahead, and then I'll throw it in there. No, tell us about the Yule log. Okay, so um, the Yule log is traditionally the Yule log um, was like the big thing for the solstice festival. Every, I mean, you think Yule log. You go, oh, that's so warm and cozy, and you think, you know, they even have it on TV. They've got an entire channel devoted to the Yule Log on Christmas Eve. So um, what what used to happen way back in, you know, in the tradition, the log would be harvested from the um, landowner's land or would be given as a gift from another landholder. And you got it. Wait until you hear what they did, because you've got to imagine that this is going to be one big, huge-ass log. They, um, you, you, it would never be bought from somebody else's land. It had to be given or harvested yourself on your own land. They would drag this thing into the house. They would put it in their fireplace and their hearth, and um, they'd decorate it with greenery and the hollies and anything that they could find, pine, perhaps even from the tree itself. Um, then they would pour cider or ale or what have you over it, and they would dust it with flour, and that's where it kind of gets that a snowy effect. Um, then they would light it on fire, and they, the way that they would do that is they would light it by using a piece of the prior year's Yule log. And um, and, and then they would, of course, let that, that burn away, and they would make sure that they saved the piece from this Yule, Yule log for next year. But the log would burn through the night. They wouldn't put it out. And then they'd let it smolder for 12 days. So likely they would um, kind of bank that a little bit, so continue to smolder for 12 days. And then they would ceremonially put it out um, ritualistically through, it could be the entire community, it could be just the family. Um, they'd usually use ash um, that was sacred to um, uh, the, the Celts and the Teutons, which they would call ash the Idrisil. Uh, and also um, ashes and herb of the sun, and it um, it's considered to bring light into the heart at the solstice. 
current modern so day, you could you could do it where you take a you got new harvest of a log. Some kind it doesn't even, it could be just a branch, a nice good sized branch, and you take it and you flatten one end one side of it so it'll sit upright, and you drill three holes into the top, and you can decorate that with some greenery, uh, some holly leaves, any anything like that, some what have you, and then you put um, um, you you'll put a red, green, or white. Um, do green, gold, or black, white, red, or black, anything like that, anything that kind of makes it feel very Christmassy, you will like to you. And um, then you, you you put maybe some red or gold bows, cloves, anything that's seasonal, and then you dust that with flour and you have your own Yule log. So people make huh. cake. Are we going to have one of those on Sacred Myths for our um, Sabbath? <laughs> Yes, you'll see. Are you going to come to the ritual? <laughs> Maybe. <I don't> <laughs> you should. I want to see you there. He's going, oh, pressure. I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. <laughs> Hang it. Special baby, I just, no, you've got an excuse. You've got family things going on. It's all fine. I'll catch you, I'll catch you one of these days. You'll see. But yeah, that actually we're going to have something like beautiful. that. Yeah. I have to say the winter solstice or the Yule celebrations are my favorite, my absolute yeah. favorite um, to go to, the Christmas parties, et cetera, the Yule parties. And um, I just love the, the festiveness and, and the evergreens and and just the celebration. The thing about Yule and about Christmas I think that is so powerful and that is the culture of it is just the release the release, um, the the release from this pent up energy, this hard work, this we've got we've even got longer, you know, we've got the long days in front of us too. But it's just we've we've we're at that pinnacle, and um, mm-hmm. and and just you know making making life happy for each other. I know. Yeah, well, I think um, you know, Yule signifies us being able to awaken because you know if you look at the deep of winter. A lot of us have kind of hunkered down. All of the the ground's too cold to to till and tend. Everything's kind of hunkered down and you know, you're you, everybody feels like they want to come home and snuggle up with a warm cup of hot cocoa or what have you and sit and veg out in front of the TV and sleep long in the mornings and rain and you go, I don't want to go outside. But the solstice right. is supposed to be that spark where we feel like, oh, now for me, I I know that that's that's the I know that that is the seasonal right that we are putting forward. But for me, I don't tend to feel that oomph until probably February, only because it's so cold. <laughs> I feel like I want to wake up yet. It's freezing. But I know that deep down, I know that, you know, the, the ground is awakening again. And, and soon, you know, the goddess is, is feeling that little apron string of her, you know, the newborn child. And so. Don't you find it interesting, Lorian, that um, most um, messianic figures, which are basically uh, vegetation gods, uh, uh, are born at that point. You, you know, you have Jesus that was born. Well, he wasn't, but uh, the wasn't. celebration of his birth. <laughs> um, yeah. The celebration of his birth, of course, is on solstice. Um, Mithras's celebration is on solstice. Dionysus's celebration. 
um, is on solstice um, of, of his birth. Is that that same Holly King, Oak King type of mythology weaved around it? I think so. I think so, definitely. It's definitely um, interwoven through, every, um, I mean, I, I don't, this is a very, very important time of year for almost every spiritual practice and belief system mm-hmm. that I'm aware of. And um, it's a powerful shift. I think that what, you know, Jackie was saying, where it's that, that moment of going into the light, people can feel that. It's a transformation. You see people like, you know, I don't know if it's because they feel compelled and they have to or what have you, but, you know, the the it's crazy. They're They're lining up outside to get into the churches for midnight mass on Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they just everybody feels this moment where it's like, oh, I need to connect to spirituality. Right. Oh, I'm feeling that light coming into me, what have you. And so, um, yeah, I think it's interwoven in everything. We all feel it. And Kabbalistically, interestingly enough, first of all, one of the things that they they believe, of course, you know, the, the Kabbalistic holiday is Hanukkah, um, uh-huh. uh, which Basically, in Kabbalah, you have, um, you know, the days of Hanukkah. The last three are when the sun enters into the sign of Capricorn. And the reason that they state that that Hanukkah actually starts with the sun is still in Sagittarius is because of the fact that if it didn't, we wouldn't survive the month of Capricorn because it's you know, such a rough um, energetic type of uh, a period, which we experience in modern times as the credit card bill comes in. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it is very interesting that all um, of every every tradition that I know of, at least like you said, Orion, has something around this particular time of the year that they're celebrating, and more so than any other, um, than any other religion. We have a little bit of it in... Uh, uh, you know, March and April with, uh, of course, of course, Ostara and Passover and Easter. But, you know, these are two particular times in which energetically uh, a lot of change in consciousness, I think, can be made, regardless of what belief you are. Absolutely. I love, well, you said um, this is a time when you connect. Uh-huh. And I think it's not only connecting to your divine source, but I think it's connecting to other people. I think this is the, the Christmas phone calls, the Christmas cards, um, the Yule cards. Family the, dinners. The family dinners. Um, this absolutely is that time to um, hopefully put to rest different things, to say we're going to move through it together, we're going to support each other. I think that um, this is absolutely a time to connect. And I think that's why when you have separated yourself, um, people who get really depressed over Christmas and Yule, is because they've separated themselves. They've yeah. decided to, they've, they've disconnected. And um, and I, there's so many options to reconnect with people that um, that it, it it saddens me that people won't connect. I know. Which ties and, and, back but, into your like, bullying. Yeah, right. And then again, there's my husband who doesn't celebrate any holidays or birthdays or anything because nobody's going to tell him when he has to be happy. Um, which is just because he's a weirdo and I love him for it. <laughs> but even he makes efforts. Even he make, makes efforts for different things and, and will participate in, in a bigger way than he has any other time of the year. So 
Um, so that it's a, yeah, that's a Christmas miracle right damn there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell him that he's not um, – uh, it's an interesting movement that we're seeing, uh, going back to what, what um, you and Storm were talking about initially with all of the Occupy movements and things. Um, you know, and this has come up before in the past, but he's he's not so out there anymore because there's a lot of people that are feeling that whole, we're being told to do what we need to do when we need to do it, and why can't we be happy all the rest of the year? Why do we have to buy presents only at this time of year. Look at these people that are, you know, here we are in some kind of energy crisis and look at all these people with megawatts going on in their front yards. And <laughs> right. We've, we're, we're, yeah. So it's really, it's kind of this interesting, but tell him he's not completely off off the charts there because... You know, um, we call, the, in our house, we call Christmas Day National Present Day. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I, I did get that from a friend of mine, Renee Dooley, and, and I thought that is perfect. That's the perfect name for it. And yeah, it and is. we um, natural National Expectation and Disappointment Day. Um, so, <laughs> so ah, that's awesome. Now, now, what do you do? Do you do celebrate um, Yule and Christmas in your house? Do you um, how how do you meet all your family needs there? Well, you know, it's it's interesting with with Yule. Um, it's been so hard because you know I'm 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 you know I'm a mom and I've got you know the school and I've got the store and so it's it's kind of hard to fit everything mm-hmm. in. But for Yule, we try and do something where it's it's a dinner and we'll have. But it's more just my you know immediate family, my children you know, my husband, things like that. But we'll have a little bit of our dinner. We'll make sure that we're doing something where, you know, we'll have the spice cider and we'll have something where it's, you know, um, very warm and um, um, kind of filling and harvesty from a Christmas perspective. So we'll have roasted apples and, um, you know, I'm not a vegetarian, so we'll have like a, a pork roast with, Homemade applesauce, or you know, neither are we, but I'll be worried. What have you? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Okay, so <laughs> you know, we try and do something like that, um, and and um, you know, I've got the Yule Yule thing going on all the time. Our biggest thing, though, because for me, Yule Yule for me in a celebratory is is all about family. It's all about that. So um, you know, of course, this year. We're doing something. We we have a Christmas Eve thing where my whole family comes together, and then Christmas Day we do that. And this year we're doing something fun. So far, it's planned. We're actually going to do a slumber party at my mother's house. Wow. So on Christmas Eve, oh, we're going to have a big slumber party. And um, so we're going to sleep. We're going to have our big uh, holiday dinner. And then uh, me and the kids and my mom and everybody, we're going to get in our pajamas and cuddle up and be by the fireplace and watch Christmas movies and then wake up the next morning and have a great old family time together. And then that day we're just going to have leftovers all day and watch more movies and just be completely lazy and enjoy time that we – I mean, how often do you get to spend time totally with your family for a full, like, 36 hours? Not often, and I love I love doing that. I've I've stopped the I've stopped the um, family runaround. You know, we're gonna whose house we're gonna be at, what are we gonna do, whether it's 
Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's or, or, or Easter or whatever, I've stopped that whole runaround, and um, we come together and we say, so what do we want to do? And sometimes we, what we want to do is just be ourselves at home yep. and all of our ugly glory. <laughs> and, and, uh, oh, for without, sure. And I'll... I'll just I'll cook some of our favorite food and we'll just have a, have a uh, a good time of it, and that's I love that I love I mean I love getting together with family and everything and I and you just inspired me that I would love to um, I would really love to uh, next Wednesday because Yule is um, solstice we're on the twenty first is next Wednesday and I thought well you know what I have enough time to do an impromptu little wassail. <laughs> Um, you totally do. Make some homemade yeah. eggnog. Oh, yummy. And uh yummy. Yeah, just yeah. folks coming over and and um lighting their candle. I have a few. You know I'm actually you have a try few. to do something. <laughs> Good for you. Now what it what before we wind down, we only have ten minutes left in the show and of course that's how we do it. because um, we come down to the last second. What are some of the things that you have um as sacred myths? For folks to get, which they have time to get if they order today. They do. They do. Right now, okay, I will tell you because we've got some really great stuff. One of the other things that I do is um, I light, every year I light a bayberry candle. The um, little lore on that is that a bayberry candle burned down to the socket brings uh, luck to the home and wealth to the pocket. Ooh. And you and it's great. And I do this every single year and it's usually done on Christmas Eve, but I do it on Yule Eve. I also do it on Christmas Eve because I bring bayberry candles to our dinner. And then I also do it on New Year's Eve. So I do it three times. And I just get a pair of tapers. We also have votives, we have pillars, whatever whatever you like. But they, they're seasonal. We have them once a year. They're all natural waxes. Um they're made with uh, the bayberry wax, which if you're, Jackie, you might be familiar uh, more than anybody else how this is made, but they take the actual bayberries and they boil them in a huge vat and it takes a whole lot of berries to make the wax. And then they yeah. skim off the wax that comes up to the top. But the wax is mm-hmm. so incredibly hard it can't be burned. I mean, it can stay lit. You can light the wick, but it just it doesn't pool, mm-hmm. so it has to be blended with something. So ours is blended with the beeswax and the bayberry. Um, it actually lasts longer than a t- traditional beeswax candle, and beeswax burns forever. So because mm-hmm. if you've got that really hard wax blended in, and um, it's not scented like so many bayberry traditional dyed green candles. This is a really nice, gentle green, all natural from the bayberry wax itself, and then this delicious fragrance that's coming again from this bayberries that um, it's just like your smell. It, it smells like outside wintertime where you've just got that hint of the the evergreens and snow. I can't even describe it, but you smell it and you're, you're in winter. So it we have those and those. Go ahead. No, it's a very unique smell. There's nothing like it, and it's um, mm-hmm. it's very green. It's it's an earthy green smell. I like the smell of green. Yeah, I like these. They're good. You like the smell of green. Um, <laughs> Not that kind of green. <laughs> <laughs> I like bunny and. Uh, 
<laughs> Bayberry food. So great. I'm not real fond of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we have that. Um, we also have um, almost all of Jackie's candles still in stock, of course, so those can ship really quickly. Um, uh, we have the... Which Canal um, Energies, the Sun, is a lovely Yule candle. It is. It's, it's a good one. It's my favorite one. Yep. <laughs> um, we have... We have the coolest goddess prayer flags. Now, we I don't know if anybody goes on our Facebook... Um, you'll be able to see the pictures of our, our, our retail store. And you'll see on the back wall we have this huge, um, all the way across the wall, prayer flag. And they are beautiful, and we get them from Canada. And so we just got a shipment because we sold out of them. So those are ready to go. Um, very unique. Just lots of jewelry for special gifts. Um, and, uh, oh, we have um, the special, the, the sparkling, the, the spell taper. We have those. The one I sent to you, Storm, was our holiday. Oh, I love holiday it. Holiday time. So um, they're really beautiful papers um, ready to go, and you can use those in your fire when you're doing your Yule log. Absolutely perfect. And then we have a winter night fragrance. If you want, I always tell people when they come into the store, um, you know, a lot of people do the artificial trees now, which I think is great. I have an artificial tree, too. I just feel this pang of guilt when I cut down a regular tree. Mm-hmm. So I we do the artificial tree and if you anoint your Christmas tree or your Yule tree with this um winter night oil, which we have plenty of, we make it ourselves, you your tree will smell like the most delicious evergreen. It's um doesn't smell like that. You know, you can buy that pine tree fragrance in the stores, which is gross. This smells amazing. <laughs> Um, Why would you when you can get this this wintergreen? Why would you buy the nasty pine scent when you can get wintergreen from the sacred mess? I know. Well, yeah, it's this winter night. Some people like smelling bad grass. One of the things about the the sacred mess site is, yes, it's very witchy and it's it's very earthy of, of all the stuff that you have, but there is so much there. There's whimsical things. There's fun things. You could do 90% of your Christmas shopping at sacredmess.com. And we would so appreciate it if you did. <laughs> yeah, we often, we, if you sign up for our newsletter, I mean, we send our newsletters out about two, two times a week because we are introducing new products at least two to three times a week. And um, so we always give you some information on that. Our newsletters often, at least once a week, our newsletters including recipes, articles, um, information. We did a great little promotion for Madam Jackie here um, in in celebration of her incredible new book that she put out, which we absolutely love. And um, so if you sign up for that, you're going to get things like free shipping, discounts, 10% off, early information, because Jackie's coming up. See me in February. Yeah, we got to hey. get that nailed down, my friend. I, I know, I'm so excited. On the spell paper. <laughs> oh yeah, there is a Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so um lots of cool stuff. And they can sign up on your newsletter on www.sacredmist.com and they can find Sacred Mist and and they can find Sacred Mist plural shop on Facebook. And the school is on Facebook as well and you have got lots of uh lots of goodies. And they can study with me if they join the school. 
That's exactly. right. That's right. We love Storm. We're waiting for Storm to and able to spend more time with us there. Well, we, Lorian, it is a pleasure. It is Thank such a pleasure so to have you on. And I think we 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 put the world on its ear when the three of us are on Rory. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, I will be able to speak with you guys next uh, next spot, and we'll be able to do something fun. Yeah, we will. We will. You're on every eight times a year at the very minimum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we have you scheduled in like seven weeks, Lorian. Oh, we have you scheduled in like uh, seven weeks for um, Inbox. <laughs> so we have to cruise. Great. Cruise on over to Lorian's site, www.sacredmyths.com. Check us out at keepitmagic.com. And of course, visit our sponsor at coventrycreations.com. And Jackie, what do they need to do? They need to keep it magic. Peace out, everybody. Have a merry, merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy, Happy. Yule, whatever it is. And Mary Solstice. Mary Solstice. You know, whatever you all are going to do, just think of us and keep us in your prayers. Peace out, everybody. Have a great Take